Welcome to the Who's Your Ag Today morning podcast on the 13th of March, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank on the Monday podcast, brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up today, Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller again joining us from Orlando, Florida, where the annual Commodity Classic was held last week. They have stories on keynote speaker Tom Vilsack. Also details on a new soybean herbicide. Chief meteorologist Ryan Martin has a mix of clouds and sun, but on the cold side in the weather. And the grain markets Friday mixed. We have settlements and Brian Basting analysis on the Who's Your Ag Today morning podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Reaction to Secretary Vilsack at Commodity Classic and a new soybean herbicide. I'm Eric Pfeiffer and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Commodity Classic concluded on Saturday, but not before Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack took the stage to address the over 10,000 attendees on site. Our coverage from Commodity Classic brought to you by the Indiana Corn and Soybean Checkoff Organizations and by Seed Genetics Direct. C.J. Miller got reaction to Vilsack's speech from an Indiana farmer here in Orlando. C.J.? Thank you, Eric. I'm here with J.R. Raisner of Raisner Farms in Dubois County in southern Indiana. He's also a director of the Indiana Corn Marketing Council, and he's with the National Corn Growers Association's National Corn Board. J.R., you were at Secretary Vilsack's speech Friday morning at Commodity Classic. What were your takeaways from his speech, and was there anything that you wish he would have addressed during his speech? You know, he really focused on a lot of the climate programs that are out there, some of the carbon solutions, programs that are coming forward, and really spoke to how those could be used to generate more revenue on on our farms in Indiana and across the country. With that, I I wish he would have spoke a little bit more to the programs that we're already using and and how those may be implemented and benefit the farms, not only from an environmental standpoint, but also from a uh, revenue standpoint. JR, what are some of the main concerns that are impacting corn growers, once again, not just across Indiana, but across the entire country? Well, the big one right now is trade, uh, and, and especially with Mexico and the Mexican decree uh, uh, banning GMO white corn. Secretary Vilsack uh, spoke to that, and uh, USTR has initiated uh, some conversations to make sure that we protect those markets that are so important to Indiana and to the corn growers around the country. Once again, J.R. Raisner of Raisner Farms in Dubois County, also with the Indiana Corn Marketing Council and the National Corn Growers Association's National Corn Board. You can hear more of my interview with J.R. Raisner and get more coverage from Commodity Classic in Orlando at HoosierAgToday.com. Reporting from Commodity Classic, I'm C.J. Miller. All right, C.J., thanks. Plenty of new product announcements take place at Commodity Classic. Corteva AgriScience launched four new products in Orlando, including a new soybean herbicide. Aaron Smith, U.S. Product Manager for Soybean Herbicides at Corteva, says this new proprietary formulation 
has been a decade in the making. So Inversa is our new soybean residual herbicide. Uh, it's a proprietary formulation of encapsulated acetochlor that's designed to drive to the soil to create a, a long-lasting residual barrier that has both powerful weed control and is very safe on their crops. Their formulation allows the herbicide to literally bounce off the soybean leaf and send it where it's needed, in the ground, so we can battle those tough weeds without worry of damaging your crop. This is going to be labeled to control uh, 20 of those uh, tough to control broadleaf and grass weeds, but specifically we're keying in on the driver weeds in our area, water hemp and Paul Bramaran. Once approved by the EPA, Smith says Inversa herbicide will be the preferred residual tank mix partner of choice for Enlist 1 herbicide for Enlist E3 soybeans. We want to have multiple effective modes of action when, when a product gets sprayed. So Enlist 1 will be uh, the preferred product to be tank mixed with Inversa, but it will also be able to be used on non-E3 soybeans as well because it can be applied pre and post-emerge and it has a wide application window. It's going to fit on all crop systems for soybeans. In addition to soybeans, Inversa herbicide will be labeled for multiple other crops including corn and sorghum. Product availability is expected in 2024. You can learn more at the Corteva website and you can find a link to that at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day -day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. And it's always like clean oil because most of my stuff leaks. So, yes. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. To agriculture. We go from the cute and cuddly phase to the not so cute and cuddly phase. After you that. can cuddle with them at 290 pounds. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably against your will, I'm guessing. Well, and, well, other things. He calls them all variable costs. That's bull. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant to say that's <laughs> fertilizer, right? Staying on topic. Listen now on all platforms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Chilly to start the week here as Canadian high pressure pushes in, takes control of the area. I think we start with some clouds here for your Monday, but clouds will give way to sunshine as we move through the afternoon. North-northwest winds are what's keeping the clouds here coming across the Great Lakes. I won't even rule out a little bit of lake effect snow in northern parts of the state. But the clouds break up for your Tuesday. We're still chilly under the core of cold air with the Canadian high. We get onto the back side of that for Wednesday, south winds pushing temperatures to moderate levels. Thursday is going to be mild as well with strong southwest winds. We're holding off on precipitation until the overnight to Thursday night, right on through Friday. I'm looking for all rain over the Hoosier State right now with anywhere from a tenth to maybe half an inch for the most part. The cold air coming in behind that for late Friday afternoon and into Saturday. Maybe we see a sloppy wet snowflake or two but it does not look to me to be a big deal at this point we will see as we get closer to the event cold air then takes control for the balance of the weekend saturday sunday and we stay chilly into the start of next week monday and tuesday once again we see a system passing by for next wednesday at midweek that likely brings some rain and snow but also a bump in temperatures i think the later part of the week next week we will have that warm air versus cold air trying to work through but mother nature not 
not ready to give up on the cold Canadian air just yet. We could be in this colder air pattern on into the end days of the month, at least the way things are looking right now. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Mixed markets to end a volatile week. This is Who's Your Ag Today in the Friday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. The review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct, providing quality seed, free delivery, personalized service, and local research data, along with published prices. More at SeedGeneticsDirect.com. We did have a bit of a comeback in corn and wheat. Soybean futures continue to sell off. Numbers coming up. First market analysis, which I secured at the end of trade from Brian Basting, Advanced Trading. Brian, here on a Friday, it looks like an attempt in the crude and equity and corn and wheat markets, maybe an attempt to stop the bleeding. There's been a lot of that this week. Tell us what you see on Friday trade and summarize the week, too. Yeah, we'll start out with the corn market, Andy, because that's where it's been most pronounced as such, along with the wheat, of course. But in corn, the USDA on Wednesday in their supply-demand report reduced their export forecast for 22-23 by 75 million bushels. Now, that went directly into a larger carryout estimate for 22-23. It's up to 1.34 billion bushel. Uh, that's not necessarily an extremely burdensome number. However, it is moving in a direction that stocks uh, are no longer tightening on that balance sheet, which we've seen for quite some time. Um, there's also a bias, it seems, in the market that that one uh, reduction that we saw in exports on Wednesday may not be the only one we see uh, because the export sales pace, export shipment pace of corn is still uh, falling short of what's needed to reach that revised number. So bottom line is the first half of the crop year, which ended in February, uh, our exports were sharply below last year. Our unshipped sales, sales that are on the books, uh, but not yet shipped to China, for example, are down 95% from last year. So China is shifting their, their focus now to, to getting their imports from Brazil. Bottom line is that 134 carryout number is vulnerable to, to growing and further reports pending our stocks report at the end of the month, which give us an idea of feeding. But uh, switching back briefly to old crop corn, looking at the lowest price, Andy, since August of last year now for May corn futures at about 6.15 a bushel. So you have to go back all the way to August to see prices this low. Just a reminder to your listeners, in my opinion, it's really important to, if you're still holding those old crop bushels to defend your balance sheet because there is no protection unless you have uh, Ford sold those bushels or have an option position or a futures position in place from further downside risk. So weak export market in corn, same story in, in wheat. Wheat is searching for demand at this point, Andy. Um, we got a fierce competitive environment in the export market. Russia, uh, Australia shipped the most wheat it's ever shipped for any particular month in January. So uh, a fierce export market. Uh, we, we're just kind of the residual supplier, if you will, on, on wheat exports. At the moment, wheat is trying to find demand on the feed side. The, the wheat corn spread is at the lowest um, price it's been for quite some time. And with the increased uh, planted acreage of soft red winter in eastern Corn Belt and the southeast this year, I think we could feed more soft wheat this summer. But corn and wheat are racing now to the bottom or racing lower. And um, wheat is, is, is moving a little bit faster. But both are, are taking on a pronounced bearish tone, most notably in wheat. We're looking at the lowest price for, for May wheat futures in Chicago. Andy, you have to go all the way back to July of 2021. 
20 months ago. So searching for demand at this point. Finally, on the soybean side, uh, starting to show some cracks in, in the armor that, that beans have held up well uh, of the three commodities. Uh, yes, the USDA did lower Argentina production on Wednesday, but um, we're seeing now the Brazilian crop being harvested, record Brazilian crop. And, and most importantly, on Thursday, Andy, we saw net sales reductions, or, or in other words, cancellations of soybean export sales for the U.S. That's a marketing year low. So it looks like there are some some indications that uh, buyers now are well prepared to take whatever we've got left on the books from the U.S. and maybe make some spot purchases along the way. But uh, Brazil is definitely in the driver's seat. So starting to look a little shaky on the soybean side, too. And you add into all of that the fact that the Fed chair testified over a couple of days during the week. Most markets didn't care for what uh, he seemed to be signaling. Yeah, we've got some important reports. The, the, the jobs report as such came out this morning. Uh, a little over 300,000 jobs were added in February. Kind of some mixed news there. The unemployment rate actually nudged up a bit compared to what it was in January. Um, but there some critical reports next week. The CPI report out on Tuesday. Consumer price index will give us a good gauge on inflation. And I believe the Fed also keeps a close eye on the producer price index, which I believe comes out on Wednesday, the 15th. So those two will be critical ahead of their meeting on the 21st and 22nd. But the bias seems to be that the Fed is well prepared to continue to increase rates. The debate is whether it's going to be 25 points in this upcoming meeting or 50 points. Um, But regardless, uh, it it seems like that's the track that they're on at the moment. Brian Basting, Advanced Trading, with his analysis. And the phone number there, if you'd like to chat with him, is 309-664-2314. On the Hat Friday, Farm Market Review, the settlements up five and three quarters for May corn. It goes to 617 and a quarter. July 606 and a half up four and three quarters. And in beans, down just a little. May 1507, three and three quarters lower. July, four cents off at 14. 94 and three quarters in wheat a strong finish with may going up 13 and a half cents 679 and a quarter the meats mixed april live cattle 164 27 down 52 april lean hogs 87 45 up 237 i'm into you bank with the friday review this is who's your ag today timely relevant credible